BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. His nicknames were the Butcher of Rosto, the Red Ripper, and the Rosto Ripper. His name was Andre Chikatilo, and he killed, sexually assaulted, and mutilated at least 52 women and children between 1978 and in 1990 in the USSR. He'd eventually confessed to 56 murders, but would be sentenced to death for his 52 murders in October 1992, then executed in 1994. This is Larry Lease with True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, and today, shit out of luck, we're diving into the life and crimes of Andre Chikatilo. Welcome. To an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we dive into the most horrific unsolved murders in history. From the Black Dahlia murder to the unsolved murder of the Lady of the Dunes. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we thank you for listening. What made Chikatilo's story unique was not what he did where he did it. The Soviet Union maintained that serial murder couldn't possibly happen in a communist society, leading Chikatilo to get away with his crimes and not be held accountable for a very long time. Most of Chikatilo's crimes were committed in Rostov Oblast, an area in southwest Russia on the border of Ukraine. Chikatilo was a former school teacher who experienced a difficult childhood in Ukraine. He had one sexual encounter as a teenager that led him to get him getting mocked and ridiculed. He would later commit many sexual violent acts. This is the story of how Andre Chikatilo committed crimes of faith and accountability for so long, and how he was finally brought to justice. I like what we like to say, came shit out of luck. village in rural Ukraine in the Soviet Union, born on October 16, 1936. 
when he was born, Ukraine was the subject of Stalin's policies on agricultural collectivization. These policies dominated, decimated the Soviet population with famine. The effects of famine would affect his family and community throughout his life. During World War II, Ukraine suffered bombing raids from Germany, worsening the problems of Chikatilo already faced at home. In addition to suffering from poverty and hunger from a very young age, Chikatilo suffered from hydrocephalus, the buildup of water in the brain. According to the Mayo Clinic, hydrocephalus is known to be caused by too much cerebrospinal fluid in the brain and can cause substantial damage to brain tissues as well as impairments in brain function. Later in life, Chikatilo would have substantial damage to his certain area and would wet his bed until late in adolescence. He also suffered significant shame because of his family. During World War II, Chikatilo's father was a Soviet soldier, but he was captured and taken prisoner. Chikatilo would be the subject of intense bullying because of his father's cowardice during the war. According to two Russian authors, Chikatilo's parents were collective farm laborers who received no money from their work. Instead, they could only cultivate land behind their hut as payment for their hard work. Chikatilo later said he didn't even eat bread until he was 12 years old, with his family often having to eat grass and leaves to not die of starvation. Few will deny Chikatilo had a disturbed past. Chikatilo later talked to a psychiatrist about how he had an older brother, Stepan, who was cannibalized by neighbors who were so hungry they kidnapped and ate the boy. According to Robert Cohen, Chikatilo's mother was often very abusive, beating him whenever he wet his bed. When Chikatilo was young in 1943, his mother gave birth to a young girl, Tariana, but it couldn't have been his father's child since his father was fighting in the war. Robert Hellman, author of Born to Kill, suggests Chikatilo's mother was raped by a German soldier in World War II. Since they lived in a one-room hut, Chikatilo and his mother maintained very close communications. Kelly speculates Chikatilo was a witness to Nazi war crimes in Ukraine, particularly against his own family and community. When he was in school, he was a shy, barely well-behaved kid who barely had any clothes. As a result of the famine in the Soviet Union, following World War II, Chikatilo had a swollen stomach after being hungry all the time. Chikatilo started to faint in school and at home and had his growth stunted due to his constant hunger. Chikatilo and his sister Tatiana were also constant victims of a very abusive mother. Poland says she remembered their mother being cruel and unforgiving. However, their father, once he came home from World War II, was a very kind man towards his children. When he was a teenager, Chikatilo was an editor of his school newspaper and the chairman of his pupils' Communist Party. He organized many communist street marches and seemed to have a normal life. However, when he was 15, Chikatilo had his first sexual experience. Despite all his childhood challenges, Chikatilo would have good grades. However, he failed to get into Moscow State University because his entrance exam scores weren't good enough.
1957, he was drafted into the Soviet Army and served three years until 1960. After his service, he traveled to Kursk, where he worked for several months, and then moved to a rural town near Rostov. Called Rodinovo Nesvitanevsky. Probably butchered that name. His younger sister moved in with him that year, and Tatiana introduced Chikatilo to a girl named Fanina, who he married in 1963. They had two kids and lived an ostensibly normal life, all the way until he got caught. Throughout his life, Chikatilo had problems with impotence, and in 1971, he would change careers to become a school teacher. As a teacher, there were multiple complaints about his ineffectiveness since he couldn't control the kids, but there were brigand complaints according to Colm about how Chikatilo sexually assaulted multiple teenage girls. He was rarely disciplined for the complaints and he would move schools and still be a teacher. He found a job at Shakti, a mining town near Rostov, before ending his career in 1981. After multiple complaints of child molestation from children, Chikatilo got another job as a clerk at a raw materials factory in Rostov, which would allow him to travel and look for victims. He told Fayina that he was on business trips and would often come home with blood on his clothes, which he said was from cutting himself while unloading goods. And now let's get into his murders. <laughs> Chikatilo's first documented murder was on December 22, 1978, when he killed a nine-year-old girl named Yelena Zakatanova. According to Peter Conradi, author of The Red Ripper, the body would be found two days later, and evidence linked him to the crime. She was last seen at a bus depot speaking with Chikatilo. A witness gave a description of a man that resembled Chikatilo so that was the first opportunity for authorities to hold him accountable. However, another man would take the fall for the killing. His name was Alexander Krivenchko, 25-year-old laborer who served a previous rape conviction. While Krivenchko was seen with his wife and a family friend on December 22nd in their home by several neighbors, he was subject to brutal interrogation. His wife and a friend altered their statements to say he hadn't been home until late in the evening. Kravinchko then confessed to killing Zabotinova. He was tried for murder and sentenced to death. During his trial, according to Conradi, Kravinchko retracted his confession and said it was made under pressure and duress. Initially, the Supreme Court commuted his sentence to 15 years imprisonment. However, Zabotinova's relatives put pressure on the case to be retried, and he was executed in 1984. While Kravinsko was taking the fall for his crimes, there was no documented victims from 1978 to 1981 from Chikatilo. However, once he took his clerking job at the raw materials factory, he went on a rampage. In 1981, Chikatilo would kill a 17-year-old girl named Larissa Tkachenko on September 3rd. Afterward, he developed a pattern of killing young boys and girls who were escaping poverty, often at train stations and bus stops. He would lure them into the forest areas where he attacked, raped, and mutilated his victims. 
Sometimes he would cannibalize his victims too. Serial killers simply weren't a thing in the Soviet Union, or at least they weren't known to be a thing. Biography notes that evidence for child abuse or serial killing was often oppressed or suppressed by the state-controlled media for public order. However, Chikantillo's modus operandi of eye mutilation would cause so much commotion that Soviet authorities had to admit they had a serial killer on the loose, which led to hate and fear in the area. The detective assigned to the serial killer investigations, Major Mikhail Fetisov. He acknowledged the serial killer was out there and assigned forensic analysis to investigate the county area, focusing on known sex offenders. However, the chief forensic analyst, Viktor Burikov, was skeptical of many confessions solicited from prisoners. He was aware that local police often brutally coerced false confessions and the real target was not being held accountable. Not all the bodies were discovered immediately, but once more victims were discovered, Yurikov and Fetisov discovered samples of gray hair and realized the killer had an AB blood type. Based on DNA samples at the crime scene. In 1984, police efforts increased after 15 more victims were discovered. Police mostly canvassed transport hubs, and in 1984, Chikatilo was arrested after behaving suspiciously at a bus station targeting young women. However, he did not have an AB blood type, so he avoided any murder charges. He did go to jail for three months, according to Conradi, after he was found guilty of theft of property from his previous employer. His blood type was A because his blood and saliva had a different blood type from his semen. In genetics, Chikatilo is called a non-secretor, where his blood type differed between his red blood cells and secreting cells. Since police only had semen samples, Chikatilo escaped suspicion due to the quality of DNA techniques at the time. After he was released, Chikatilo kept a low profile, but in 1985, he killed two women. And then in 1988, Chikatilo started killing again, with a different pattern. He stopped targeting transportation hubs and moved away from the Rostov area to kill. Between 1988 and 1990, more than 19 victims were killed, with more and more of the victims being young boys killed in public places. By killing in public places, Chikatilo lowered his risk of detection. Since the murders continued, Burakov hired a psychiatrist named Alexander Yukonovsky. He made a profile for the killer and called the killer necrosadist, who derived significant sexual satisfaction from the death and suffering of others. The profiler put the age of the killer between 45 and 50, older than what most people speculated. He interviewed another serial killer right before his execution to gain information on his own serial killer. Then, on August 20th, 1990, Chikatilo was arrested after he killed Sveta Korstik, his last victim at a station. Police patrols were up significantly after pressure from Gorbachev's more transparent last policy. Chikatilo refused to confess to any of the killings, but Burekov allowed Bukhanovsky to talk to Chikatilo, which opened the floodgates. Chikatilo then told all the details of his killings to the psychiatrist. Afterward, he led police to the sites of bodies that hadn't even been discovered. By that time, he confessed to 56 killings, even though the police only attributed 36 to the serial killer. 
his defense tried to make an appeal that he wasn't fit to stand trial because of his psychiatric evaluation by Bukhanovsky, but the attempt was unsuccessful. On February 14, 1994, Chikatilo was executed by a shot to the back of the head. And that is all we have for this episode of Shit Out of Luck. Let us know your thoughts on Andre Chikatilo. Send us a tweet at TrueCrimeNS on Twitter, or find us on Instagram at TrueCrimeNeverSleeps. And be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Find us on YouTube. Just search True Crime Never Sleeps and hit that subscribe button. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all-new episode. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.